Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. The title of our message is The Stewardship of the Sons of God. The Bible said the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. And these sons of God manifestation, the apocalypse, the revelation, the appearing, the imaging of the sons of God. That because of the creatureness of creation, creatureness, creation is plagued with weaknesses. Creation is identified, associated with weaknesses. And these weaknesses manifest themselves in the form of sin, in the form of sickness, in the form of poverty, in the form of death and failure, destruction. And the endless expectation of the creature, therefore, is that the sons of God will be manifested to deliver creation from destruction. So the whole world is waiting for you to manifest. And the world is not waiting for your apocalypse as a showman or as a showwoman. But the whole of creation is waiting for your apocalypse so that you take your responsibility as a steward. And the Bible said the heir, as long as he remains a child, different nothing from a servant. But the Bible said he becomes subject to elementary, rudimentary elements. But in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, the Huyos, that is Jesus. So we, as long as we are children, we cannot manage our father's estate. We cannot manage the things of God when we are babies. But we must grow to the level of the huios and, and grow to the level of the telios in order to manage our father's estate. And the Bible said now, the endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation not of the Nepios or the Pideon or the Technon of God, but the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the heroes of God, the sons of God. Now you have come to the end of the lesson and I want to believe that by this time you have become a heroes, by this time you have become an adult, by this time you have become matured, by this time you are wiser, by this time you are stronger, by this time you are more anointed. The Bible said, little ones, you are strong. And because you are strong, you have overcome the world. So right now we have overcome the world. We are overcomers. Indeed, more than conquerors. So the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. And when we manifest, they celebrate us. When we manifest, we are glorified. When we manifest, we are magnified. We are revered. 
And you know what, people? The world has to revere us and so that they can receive the blessing of the stewardship of our mantles, anointings, and grace. God has put some grace on you. God has put some anointing on you. God has put power on you. You are carrying a mantle. You've come from that side of the Jordan with your Elijah and you have crossed back and the spirit of Elijah doth rest upon you. You are a reservoir, a tank, a river. You have become a custodian of a blessing. You have become the steward of a blessing. You carry the blessing of God in your life. And this is the time when you are going to be a blessing to your family more than ever before. A blessing to your community more than ever before. This is the time you are going to say, Father, give me Bogatanga. I can handle it. Give me Koforidia. I can handle it. Father, give me Ho. I can handle it. One man of God said, Father, give me Scotland or I die. Somebody saying, Father, give me the whole of Africa. I can take care of Africa. Somebody saying, give me North America. I can take care of it. Somebody saying, give me Kenya. Give me Nigeria. Give me South Africa. Give me whole. I can handle it. Father, give me the desert pastures. I can take care of it. Somebody saying, Lord, give me Tamale. I can take care of it. Give me why I can take care of it. I'm praying in Jesus' name that the stewardship in your life will become active. May God give you something to do. Some estate. Maybe it is a school. Maybe it is a business. Maybe it's a family. May God find you worthy as a use of God. That is as a matured son or daughter of God to commit something into your hands. Today is a day of the deliberate assignments of the children of God. Deliberate divine assignments of God. That God is going to look at you from heaven and deliberately assign a divine purpose to you. That there is an assignment, a mandate. God has been looking for somebody to handle and people have failed him from year to year. And today God is looking at you and saying, you, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter. And I'm going to commit this into your hands. In the days of Elijah the prophet, the sons of the prophets failed. But God found one man, Elisha, and God depended on him. I like what Paul said about stewardship in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse number 1 and 2. He said, let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. We are the ministers of Christ, ministers of Christ. You know, and that is because, Pastor Mike, at that time, people used to think Paul and Co. were charlatans. You see, the word, all these pastors and all these Christians are charlatans. It didn't start from today. That is why Paul had to go about and defend this record. Have we stolen anybody's this? Have we robbed anybody of this? Have we robbed anybody of that? Have we robbed anybody of this? And they question their integrity. They question their, 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 their commitment to God. So he said, if anybody is judging us, if anybody is evaluating us, is anybody assessing us, let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ. He's saying, we are not ministers of our stomach. We are ministers of Christ. Ministers of Christ. We are not ministers of our stomach. We are, no, no, no. And you, under the sound of my voice, you are minister of Christ. I want to encourage every man of God, don't let the judgment of the world put you down. 
you are not a charlatan. You are not a thief. You are not a criminal. No, you are preaching the gospel. Let every man so account of you as a minister of Christ and as stewards of the mysteries of God. Oh, that God had some mysteries. And God was looking for somewhere to hide the mysteries. And God looked for you and put the mysteries in your life. And the Bible said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The mystery over there is the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God made you a steward of this great ministry. That God looked for you. And God said, you are going to be the oikonomos. Oikonomos. That word steward is the Greek word oikonomos. And oikonomos means a manager. It also means an overseer. It means a governor. I like that one. One of the ones I like is a governor. That God sees the preacher. God sees the believer. God sees the born again person. God sees somebody who is filled with the Holy Ghost and the word of God. God sees you as a governor. You are not a citizen of Ghana. You are a governor in the spirit in Ghana. You are not just one of the natives of Bogatanga. You are a governor. Am I talking to somebody? That is why you know what? In our case, we always believe that is believers who are the sons of God. We believe that even if you live in a village and there is a chief in the village, he may be a chief in the natural realm, but in the spirit, you are the governor of that village. You are the governor of that town. Oikonomos, governor. Oikonomos, house distributor. I love this one. House distributor. That means that this is God's estate. This is God's house. And God said, you are the steward. In other words, anything I want to give to people, I will put it in your hands as a house distributor. And you will start distributing it to people. So if I want to give them kinky, I put it in your hands, you distribute. I want to give them rice, I give it to you, you distribute. I want to give them potatoes, I give them to you, you distribute. I want to give them money, I put the money in your hand, you distribute. So God comes to Bogatanga, he says, I want to give the people money every month. What am I going to do? I'm going to put that money in Ernest's hand. And I'm going to put about 100 of those people in Ernest's life. And they will call themselves employees and he the employer. But as a matter of fact, he is a steward of the mysteries of God. A steward of the businesses of God. And I will put that money in his hand and he will give it to these people on a monthly basis. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are a house distributor. You are a governor. You are a manager. You are a manager. So when I walk in this building, I see myself as a manager. When I walk in Bogatanga, I see myself as a manager. Bank managers are not the only managers you have on earth. You are a manager of God Almighty, a steward, an oikonomos of God Almighty. The earnest expectation of the creature awaited the manifestation of the governors of God, the house distributors of God, the managers of God, the overseers of God. The overseer is not only the general overseer of a church. You walking about, you are an overseer. God has given you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the creeping thing on the face of the earth and over every creature in the forest. God has given you great power. You are an overseer. And I like this one too. Steward. Another meaning of that word steward or oikonomos is a treasurer. God has made you a treasurer. His hand, his money is in your hand. The silver and the gold belong to him. That is why you cannot be broke because God's money is in your account. God's money is in your pocket. But you know what? That money you have in the account 
it looks too small to be God's money. In fact, it cannot even be Satan's money. But I'm praying in the name of Jesus that today, after today, your bank account will begin to reflect the fact that you are God's treasurer. Look at the way your account is dry. You can, that cannot be God's treasury. If you are God's treasurer, your money should reflect the fact that you are God's treasurer. So if the account is broke right now, I pray that God will open the windows of heaven and the blessing into that account so that there will be meat in his house. I'm talking to somebody right now who in the next few months will be taking care of hundreds of people and thousands of people because God has blessed your life and if you can open your mouth wide, he will feel it. The other thing about you is you are God's chamberlain. You are God's chamberlain. But there is another word for oikonomos which is a preacher. You are the preacher of the mystery of God. That the gospel is God's secret. And God called you and put the secret in your hand. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The other day I was listening to a young man who was trying to analyze the gospel mentally. And he was using all kinds of mental analysis and calculations to say that the gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be correct. How can one person die for everybody? And he went on and on and on and on and was arguing about the thing in the logic. And I said, you know what? The reason, the reason you are interpreting the gospel this way is because you are not a steward of the mysteries of God. You are not an oikonomos. You are not a steward. God didn't give you that message. You are not the preacher that God called. Oh my goodness. This thing about the gospel, even Peter and others had to struggle with it, especially the gospel to the Gentiles. And Paul said to Peter, you know what, Peter, you handle the Jews because that, that is what the level of your revelation can carry. And let me handle the, the Gentiles because unto me is the ministration of the Gentiles giving. You know what, people? Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is not for mental ability, intelligence. No, because God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And the preaching of the gospel and the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But unto those of us that believe, it is the power of God unto salvation. So it's a mystery. What you believe is a mystery. You try to even understand it yourself, you cannot. That he who knew no sin became sin for us. That we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It doesn't make sense. But that is the gospel. The power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first. Also to the Greek. I want to ask that God will bless your life that he will touch you. That you will understand that you are a steward of the things of God. One of the st stewards we see in the Bible. And his name is Elijah. He followed his master Elijah. And poured water on the hands of Elijah. He was his servant. Elijah now transitions and goes in, into heaven. And the man Elijah carried the mantle and began to minister. The Bible said he crossed from this side of the Jordan. Went to the other side of the Jordan. And my Bible said in 2 Kings chapter 2 and the verse number 15. That the sons of the prophets, they came to the man Elijah. And the Bible said, and when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and they bowed themselves to the ground before him. So, 
The man of God emerges. The man of God appears. The man of God, this is the apocalypsis. This is the revelation. This man is the manifestation as a son or a child of God. The sons of the prophet came and bowed down to him. Pastor Mike, what many people don't understand, what many people don't realize is that though they bowed down to him, they did not believe him. They bowed down to him, but they didn't believe him. They did not, however, believe in the anointing. That is why when they finished bowing down before him, they told him, your master really didn't go to heaven. Maybe God has taken your master Elijah and cast him into some mountain and killed him. So let us send some people a search party so that they will go and find him because we think this man actually died. Now, if they had believed him, they would not say that. So Elijah, Elijah said, okay, go. And they went and searched everywhere. They couldn't find Elijah because God truly took him to heaven. And this man, Elisha, standing before them is truly anointed. So the sons of the prophets did not believe in the anointing that Elisha carried. It was the men of the city. So when you read the verse number 19 of 2 Kings chapter 2, the Bible said, And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord seeth, but the water is not and the ground is barren. It is the men of the city that told Elisha that they needed help. It was not the sons of the prophets. And the men of the city are referring to the elders of the city. So the elders of the city, maybe let me say, they're non-religious, non-ecclesiastical, they're unchurched, they're unbelieving, the non-pastoral, they believed in the anointing that Elijah carried, but the ones who were churched, the denominational people, the religious people, the Sanhedrin of the day, then the, those kind of people that carried the religious tag did not believe in the anointing. It was the men of Jericho that came and said, we believe in this anointing. The anointing, the people don't, the prophets, sons of the prophets don't believe. We believe in the anointing. We believe you can do something about the situation of our land. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been young. Now I am old and I can tell you that whenever a man is truly born again and anointed and filled with the Holy Ghost, empowered and given the oikonomos or the stewardship of the things of God, most of the time, the people who are supposed to believe in him don't believe in him. Listen, I have been old enough in ministry to understand. That the people that believe in my ministry serious maybe they don't even stay in, they don't sit in this church the people in this church the people in fountain gate they may give me the reverence and the respect but they may not have enough faith in the anointing to receive you see it is different to revere somebody and different to receive the person you respect most in the ministry you may not receive anything from them. Because maybe you, you revere them, you respect them because of fear, you respect them because you belong to a church and the religious clout. You, you, you belong to the religious class. Well, this is our church. This is our denomination. I, I'm a member of this and that church. And people, it is not just peculiar with me. You go to any denomination, is the same thing. 
You go to many denominations, it's the same thing. And I just want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, most of the anointings we need are just around us. The people that carry the blessing, the anointing, the power, the grace to give you what you want, they are just around you, but you don't believe them. The reason somebody will get up from Ghana and travel to another country to go look for a miracle is because he doesn't believe in his pastor's anointing. On Sunday, they'll come to you, daddy, daddy, reverend, bishop, pastor, doctor, apostle, professor, my prof, and they'll respect you, bow down to you, but they don't believe in the anointing on your life. Yet, sometimes you can look at your own people, they don't believe in the anointing and the grace of God on your life, and others are living on that anointing. Others are living on the anointing. It is everywhere. Sometimes I travel from Ghana and I go to Columbus, Ohio and I go to Pastor Rothfuss's church. I go to attend a camp meeting. I'm sitting in the camp meeting enjoying the meeting and I have friends who are members of that church and I ask them, where are you? And they say, well, Eastwood, I'm not there today. Where are you? Well, I have something important to do in Florida. And I'm in Florida. And I'm saying, what? Really? Come meeting. I've traveled from Bogatanga to Columbus. You have left Columbus and you have traveled somewhere else. That is what happens in most of our churches. Convention time, people have traveled. They don't believe in the anointing of their pastor. Sunday morning, the pastor will labor and labor and labor. Appear in the church in Boku and nobody's there. The people are sitting in their houses. So here is Elisha. He meets the sons of the prophets and they don't believe in the anointing in his life because most of the time, ladies and gentlemen, the most blind people in our world are the religious people. The people in the church. The so-called born again. Church leaders. Elders. Sometimes pastors, unquote, quote unquote. Oh, I'm a man of God. I'm also a pastor. But you don't believe in the anointing. So the sons of the prophets were doubting. And the leaders of the city came and they entrusted the prosperity and the welfare of the city to the stewardship of Elijah. The leaders of the city came and said, we may not be speaking in tongues. We may not be prophesying. We may not be raising the dead. We may not be casting out devils. We may not be baptized. We may not have membership certificates. But we believe in this anointing. It will shock you, Pastor Mike. The way Muslims can believe in the anointing and Christians don't. No, I'm telling you. You remember when we opened this church? When we opened this church, a Muslim came to me and said, Reverend, you opened this church. It is not for Fountain Gate Chapel. You opened this church and it's for the whole of Bogatanga. Look at this beautiful edifice. Pastor, here is $2,500 I'm sowing into this church to help in the building. $2,500 in those many years ago was a lot of money. But can I tell you this? There were church members who were criticizing. Where are we going with this big building? Some pastors in the city were angry. Where are they going with this building? They are proud and they are arrogant. And Muslim believed in the anointing. Christians did not. So here is Elisha carrying an anointing. 
The sons of the prophets are doubting. They bow down to him. They've respected him. But they, they have no choice to bow down to him because this is somebody who has opened the Jordan and you have no choice. Sometimes people will bow down to you because they have no choice. But still, they don't believe in the anointing. What will qualify you to receive from a man of God is not your reverence, but your believing. Until you believe... You cannot receive the anointing that is coming from a man of God. And that is why these days the thing the enemy would do is to do everything possible to make you doubt a man of God. Keep releasing anything to you. So it will be abuses and insults and negativity. You go online, you go on social media, everything is an insult, everything is a blackmail, everything is a distraction. So you know what, gradually, the Christians are losing faith and confidence in our men of God, and we are putting faith and confidence in something else. Because you know what, people, everybody must believe in something. Don't ever think you are a free thinker. If you believe in nobody, then you are believing in yourself. But I'm here to tell you that if you believe in yourself, you too, you are human. You have your mistakes, you have your errors, you have your limitations, you have your shortcomings. Oh, anybody who is understanding me right now, I want you to lift up your hand and I want you for 30 seconds to pray for all believers. The most anointed people, many people don't receive from them because they don't believe in them. And right now what the devil is doing is, 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 is busy power. Oh no, churches have opened, people don't want to go to church. I'm telling you. They don't know what they will get from the church. A man of God is preaching. They don't want to listen. What am I going to get from it? And you see all the preaching on the internet, social media, Facebook, Periscope, Instagram. Everywhere. Word of God. Still, people don't want to receive anything. So here is Elisha. The man comes. The prophets don't believe. But the men of the city I don't know whether they were Alhajis, whether they were Buddhists, whether they were Shintoists, whether they were Hindu people. I don't know what they were. They came, they said, well, it looks like these sons of the prophets were just disbelieving your anointing. But as for us, we believe in the anointing. We are going to commit the destiny of this city into your hands. They committed the destiny of a whole city to a man of God. I want somebody under the sound of my voice to lift up your hand because prophetically something is going to happen right now. God is taking your family. God is taking your city. God is taking your town. God is taking your nation and putting it in your hand. May I announce to you that God is putting the world in our hand from today. They will listen to you. From today, they will do what you say. From today, they will get what you said they will get. From today, you are the healer of the land. From today, you are the deliverer of that family. From today, you have become the channel, the conduit, the portal of the blessing of God upon that house. Come on, shout an amen and receive it. That's what has happened to you. Oh Jesus. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. 
God is signing an accord. It is not just a peace treaty. It is a treaty to recover our world and to take it back from a coronavirus. We are arising and anything that is ours, we are taking it back from the, from the virus. We are taking our schools back. We are taking our churches back. We are taking our football stadiums back. We are taking our offices back. We are taking our homes back. We are taking back our farms. Anything the devil stole, we are taking it back. Somebody shout yes! They came, they said, Elisha, we give you this city. Take it. Hmm. The situation of the land is good. The water is bad. It's not. It causes miscarriage and it causes barrenness. Take it and do what you want to do with it. He went unto the waters and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall no more dens be any death nor barren land. A man of God took salt, went and threw it into water and healed the water. They're talking about. Thank you for listening to Wind of Love with Eastwood Annabelle. For prayer and counseling, please call Eastwood Annabelle Ministries on 0302-734-157 and Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastures on 0302-912-752 or visit www.eastwoodannabelle.com until Eastwood Annabelle comes your way same time tomorrow. Stay blessed with lots of love.